Hello, how are hey. you? Hi, Nikki. How you doing? I'm doing good. How's your day going? Uh, a little stressful, but you know, it's Monday. We're getting through it. Exactly. Exactly. Monday always has to try and push us around a little bit, right? I know. It likes to remind you that you have a whole nother four days to go. Shh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bully. Monday is a bully. Right? It really, really is. Um, yeah. You can even, you make a t-shirt out of that if you want. <laughs> I'm happy that it's almost, you know, it, it's, it's, it's wrapping up. My work day ended about hours ago well it ah. ended two and a half hours ago but it 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 carried on it lingered a little bit <laughs> my day always it, it it starts later and ends later so my day ends here at work at 11 oh okay yeah right. so, so so brag all you want but i have some time still <laughs> all right yeah you you like to ease into the day i kind of just jump right in and i'm like let's get this over with <laughs> right exactly <laughs> So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I appreciate it. Super excited that you and I um, thankfully found each other in the beautiful world of Instagram. Thanks to, I believe it was Gary, right? Or was yeah. it Daryl? Gary. It, well, <laughs> I, I, I've, I, I've contacted both uh, through my own podcast, but yeah, I discovered you listening to Gary's. Okay. All right. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I start to, everything starts to blend together, and I don't remember who I met through. It's through, a really but... small world. It, we, it's such an overused term, but it just seems like in every industry, it's a small world, and that's how it works, and it's great. It's a nice little community we have. It really, really is, and um, I'm excited because I've been a bit of a slacker with my um, interviews on my podcast. Um and I have a segment called Who Inspires Me Wednesday, which you are a part of right now. And um, you are kicking things off for me again, which I am super excited about. And I, I just can't I'm wait. so honored. <laughs> I can't wait to get to hear more about your story, Dan. So um, let's 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 share that amazing story with everybody. Okay. Uh, I I there's there's a lot of different. Uh, avenues I can take, but I, I assume we're talking about the weight loss story. Yeah, let's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's right. let for this podcast, we'll get started with the weight loss story. And then Ooh. now you've already piqued my curiosity. So I'm going to have to find out more, which sounds like I'm going to have to have you back on. So <laughs> <laughs> before we wrap up, let's just talk about the fact that I'll have to be on again. Uh, let me let me get into it. So I have been dealing with weight loss. Well, weight loss. Weight issues, let's call it, my entire life. I since since a little kid, I've always been at the very least been the chubby kid. Uh, I've always enjoyed food quite a bit. Um, you know, my my father would make jokes, and and in a in a very loving way, that when I was little, baby food just didn't quite cut it. Once I had teeth, it was on to other things, you know. <laughs> and it was fine for a while, and I think once I reached an age of consciousness which probably was, you know, we're talking seven, eight years old, I realized like, hey, you know, I'm a little bigger than these kids around me. And I love doing sports, but I was a little bit slower because of my weight. And so I think it was always a thing. And it wasn't until high school, I, I, I was very aware, like I need to do something. So being involved in sports helped me. But I think I always 
in some form use food as comfort, right? It's, it becomes like our, our buddy yeah. uh, when we're lonely, when we're stressed, when we're just, you know, whatever it is under the gun, it's, it's, it's food. So I had a lot of bad uh, eating habits. One was uh, sugary drinks, soda, fruit punch, orange juice. I drank all that stuff at, at excess. And that was a big uh, component to why I was overweight. But I also ate a lot of foods. My weakness, I'm from New York. Pizza, pizza, pizza. I could eat pizza all day. <laughs> and uh, which you know something about, right? Yes, it's a little <laughs> something. Being, you know, born and raised in Brooklyn. So, yes, pizza all day long. Right. I could have that, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But mm-hmm. uh, even if I didn't do that, there were just a lot of unhealthy habits. And I think that. Somewhere in college, I I found myself going through my weight fluctuations because I was actively trying to lose weight. And I always hover just to give, if anyone doesn't know me, I'm five foot five. So I'm short in stature for, for, for a grown male. And I would, my weight would fluctuate between, you know, 200 pounds on a low end to as much as my highest, highest as an adult, which wasn't that long ago was uh 252 pounds and it's a lot of weight to carry so i would i would carry it but i would fluctuate with that weight i'd go up to 230 i'd get myself down to just below 200 i would gain the weight back yo-yo diet all through my 20s and in my 30s and you can see it in photos you would see different points of my 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 20s where it's like oh you look thinner there oh you look like you gained weight again and and that's just how it would go Um, the breaking point for me in my most recent weight loss journey was April of 2018. I was tying my shoes, uh, just simple thing, just trying to bend over and tie my shoes. And I was out of breath doing it. Yeah. And that really bothered me. I, I, I'm, you know, at that point in 2018, I was 38. I'm feeling like, what is this? Like, I shouldn't be out of breath doing such a simple activity. It wasn't that long before that, like, uh, you know, three years before that I had been running half marathons. I had gotten myself down to 170 pounds and I knew I had gained weight. And here I am like, this is really bad. And when I weighed myself, it was, it said 252. Wow. So yeah, it, and it was, it was, it was, a you know, the thing that we do, we deny, we deny, deny, no matter what the clothes are fitting tighter, we're moving on to bigger clothes, but it all somehow seems it, we rationalize that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, I'm just, I'm retaining some water. I didn't drink enough water yesterday. I'll drink that gallon today. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, you know, I've, I've had a lost month and I'm just going to get back on track next month or, you know, and, and, and to really pinpoint something, I went to the gym, you know, I would go to the gym frequently. When I say frequently, let's say five times a week going to the gym and not just walking around, lifting weights, getting on the, uh, the elliptical machine, sweating. You know, really working, but my diet just went off the rails. And and I, I can go on about why that happened. To be honest, I was very, very good about my diet uh, when I was towards right before I met my who is now my wife. And I was very good about that. She had also been very good about her diet. But together, we found ourselves gaining those lover's pounds, as they call it. Yeah. And I think that we both stopped ca- or paying as much attention to our nutrition as we had. Um, and I really suffered from that. I just wasn't being, uh, uh, you know, specific enough or paying attention enough to what I was doing to myself. And, you know, it was one of those things. And, and so here I am, April of 2018, like realized that I've let it go way too far yet again. And it really frustrated the heck out of me. And I, 
I just didn't know what to do, but I knew I needed to take some sort of control. And I knew that I didn't want to like go about it from like a crash dieting sort of, I didn't want to go through the whole weight loss just to gain it all back again. I've done that already. Right. It's and like, did, how many times could you possibly do that before? And, ha- and I knew that has to be bad, right? Like, that can't be good for your body to just keep expanding and shrinking, expanding and shrinking. And I just, I didn't know what to do. I started looking up some stuff. The first thing I did just as a reaction was, I remember that day, I'm like, all right, I am not eating any carbohydrates. <laughs> like, that was my first knee-jerk reaction because... I just knew that no matter what diet I was going to do, no matter what eating plan I was going to put myself on, I knew that the type of carbohydrates I was taking in was not good. And when I say the type, I like sandwiches. I like heroes with big, you know, big Italian rolls and, um, I, you know, cereal. And it just a lot of that kind of stuff just found its way into my diet regularly. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the occasional cookie here or donut there and those things were adding up I and I just that was an easy like just quick for me to for me to look at that and go okay I need to obviously do something about that so I just eliminated all the carbohydrates and I started looking up low carb eating low carb diets and of course front and center because it's very trending is keto right so I'm like I've heard of ketogenic let me read more about that so I much like yourself I get very nerdy about it so I (laughs) dive right in and it feels like it fits. It fit like, you know, because I'm, I'm like, oh, I like, I can eat some cheese. I love cheese. And I, I can have, you know, a fattier cut of steak and I don't have to eat just dry chicken breast. I actually, it's more preferred to go for like a chicken thigh. Like, oh, this might work for me. And I started going that route. And as you know, you go ketogenic, if you're doing it right, the first week you're going to lose like seven pounds. Right. And... It wasn't easy at first in that I went through that keto flu, which I know you went through. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, I really thought I was sick. I remember I was at work and I was like, man, is, is something wrong with me? And, and I didn't know about the keto flu until I, I started trying to correlate. Like, why am I feeling sick? I just started a diet. Is it that? So when I looked it up, it came up right away. Yep. And uh, I got over it. I got over it pretty quickly. But the, and my workouts were the same. But yeah, so the weight started dropping off. And before you know it, I, I can't remember the exact month, but I got down to, well, actually by October of that year, I had gotten myself down to 192. So that was, you know, a 60, 60 pound drop. And then I went on vacation and I didn't like really pay attention to my diet. And of course I gained some weight back. Right. But the difference this time around was I approached my diet much differently. I felt different about it because I realized that I knew keto wasn't like the only way, right? Because I've done this so many different times and, I, and I've now spoken to other people that I realized there's so many different ways to be healthy. Uh, there's certain things that we can all agree on is not healthy. Yep. Like a lot of processed food, not healthy. We can all, I think most of us would agree that high sugar foods are not healthy for us right. um, because it seems to have a negative impact across the board. So- I knew that much, but I didn't know if ketogenic was going to be the, the sticking point for me just because I was finding it really difficult once I got off of keto to get back on it 100%. And since then, it's been a bit of trial and error, but I've kept my weight down at least below. I, I got up to 215 again. Okay. Just, just, you know, again, losing track, 
not paying attention as much because I'm the type of person that unfortunately, and it might be because I'm still early on into this latest weight loss journey. I mean, we're just over a year and a half now into it. And I, I think I'm, I'm still learning a lot about myself and I'm just trying to, you know, learn how to eat without it becoming a stress. Right. Because it, yeah, go ahead. It's so important. Like, because when, when you're stressing out about eating, you kind of like, you want to rebel against what you're doing. Absolutely. One of the biggest, see, here's the, the balance that I'm trying to find here. And it's something that I, I, I'm learning from a lot of people like yourself and like Gary and Daryl is finding a balance where you can eat in a healthy way without it becoming a chore, without it becoming like the dark cloud on your day because you need to figure out, oh, how am I going to eat today? What am I going to do? How much do I have to prepare here? How much food do I have to weigh? Like I can track my food and be very successful. And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. But what I need tracking my food, when I say tracking, I mean weighing my food, maybe paying attention to the macronutrients, finding like what works for me in terms of trying to lose weight. I need that to become sort of secondhand for me so that I don't necessarily need to use a scale every time, but I can recognize what a proper portion of meat, of protein, of vegetables, of whatever I'm eating, what that proper portion is. So I look at it like I'm teaching myself and sometimes I'm going to be very successful and sometimes I'm going to have setbacks. But as something that I'm taking from you full on that I love is I'm not failing uh, backwards. I'm, I'm just failing forward. Yeah, it, it's so important. And like you said, um, just take making it not a chore. Like if I had to weigh my food every single time I wanted to eat something, I'd just be like, forget it. I'm not eating anything. <laughs> a lot of people feel that way. And understandably, you know, it, I, it's like, it's like, but like, I look at the weighing food thing, much like how I look at now weighing yourself. Do I think that if you're on a weight loss journey, you need to weigh yourself all the time? Absolutely not. I actually think you shouldn't weigh yourself right. all the time. I think that, you should weigh yourself as a metric only, using it as a, as a comparison tool. So if you start your weight loss journey, absolutely, see where you are. It, you know why? If you, For no other reason that as you go on your journey, it's fun to see how far you've come. Yeah. But it's not the end-all, be-all. And it's something that I think people still struggle with. And it, it, it's very tempting to get on that scale just to see what you're doing. But it's also extremely discouraging if that number doesn't do what you think it, it should do because of how you feel. Yeah, and, I, yeah. I saw so many clients fall down that, that rabbit hole of only weighing themselves. But it's like you're going to the gym. There's so many more. There's so many other things at play here. Like there's measurements, there's photos, there's your body composition just starts to change. The number on the scale might not, it might even go up. Right. You could be wearing smaller clothing. It's like, you can't, you can't put it all all on the scale. And and there's so many things that happen with, there's so much into the the biology Mm -hmm. of, 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 the, the things that are happening and how confusing that can be and how if you look at it from that sense it can be very stressful but there's another thing going on it's kind of amazing that your body can do all these things it's amazing that hormones come into play and that sometimes as a defense mechanism our hormones don't allow us you know we might have too much cortisol running through from whether it be stress or just the drastic change in our diet there's so many things happening but these are good things in a way and as long as we get we stay the course it's something that we can push through and actually learn something really new and exciting about ourselves. And we get to the point that we want to get to because it really is. It's a mountain. It's not a straight line. There's mm-hmm. peaks and valleys. 
And you just have to keep, and I tell myself this, I, I don't preach this like I know better. I go through this myself daily. Yeah. But it, but I but I try hard to remind myself that hey, you know, you you push forward, you keep moving in the right direction and eventually the things will fall into place as they as you want them to. But it, it does take a lot of perseverance. It takes a lot of um, encouragement sometimes from the from the weight loss community, from other people like yourself, and it takes belief in what you're doing and that you're doing something for yourself that's a positive thing. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the community comes into play a lot too because you see other people struggling and it's almost like it gives you permission to be like, okay, I'm human. I don't have to be perfect at this. Like I'm not the only one having a hard time. And it, it's it's just, sometimes we just need to give ourselves that permission to not be perfect. We put so much stress on ourselves, like you said, which just raises the cortisol level and makes it even harder for us to lose weight. It, it can be such a struggle. And it's <laughs> funny, you know, the one thing that I, I personally have benefited from is like that weight loss community, specifically the one that I've discovered on Instagram. It, it's been life changing for me in many different ways, because one of the things that I did in coming up with, okay, this is my next weight loss journey. What am I going to do differently? Was I knew I wanted to have a podcast this set, separate of, of a weight loss journey. I always knew, uh, well, I shouldn't say always, but for, for the last, <laughs> for the last few years, there have been talks, me and my wife, Alyssa would just talk about podcasting. She knew I was excited about it and I just couldn't pinpoint what was the topic that mattered to me. And here I was at the crossroads of all of it, where I realized I know there are other podcasts about this stuff, but I need to do mine. I need to tell my story and I need to see how that evolves. And what it's evolved to is allowing people to tell their stories on my podcast. Yeah. And I'm learning from them. I'm motivated by them because not to be, yeah, everyone's story is important, but I feel like in comparison to most of the people that I've had on my show have had bigger stories, bigger weight loss journeys, bigger, you know, mountains to climb and they climbed it and they're doing it currently. And they, they have the same struggles. So whether you're trying to lose 20 pounds or you're trying to lose a hundred pounds, the struggles are similar and I'm motivated by that. And it keeps me accountable because I can't get up there and talk to people and interview people and start having the conversation like you and I are having now and try to be motivating. If I'm just not given a shit anymore yeah. like, <laughs> right if I'm just suddenly like eh, I'm gonna eat a box of donuts because I can and I don't care I can't let that happen because that's going to be conflicting with what I'm trying to promote and what I'm trying to talk to people about so it helps it does it really 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 does um sometimes it's just nice to know that you're not alone and like you said there are people who have conquered much larger mountains than what you're facing right now and if they were able to do it well, damn, I, I can do this. Like if, if they can get over that and then share their story with people, like I can do this too. Yeah, and, and, and post pictures of themselves and not be embarrassed or, or, they, or they've gotten over the, the shame of it because they realize that this is just the process and they, they're, they're willing, they're brave. And, it, it, and to tell their story, I mean, I, I had people that I talked to on this podcast who've lost more than half their body weight. And we're talking mm -hmm. like 300 pounds, you know, f uh, almost 400 pounds in some cases. And they're telling me graphic details of how hard it is to carry that weight around. And I'm thinking, all right, you know what? It's not that hard for me just to not go off the rails with my diet today. I can just continue what I'm doing. I'll be fine. Like, it's not that hard for me. 
Yeah. You know, going back to what you said, like the the picture thing and everything, that's one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't take a lot of before photos because Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed. Right, sure. And now it's like looking back, it's like, damn, I wish I had those. (laughs) I'm still, Nikki, I'm still not that brave about it because I had, I went recently when when I told you that I had kind of started scaling upward, I got to about almost 215 pounds again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I worked with a nutritionist, just happened to be someone who I'm friends with, who I actually had interviewed on my podcast and did it like an eight week thing for me just as like a thank you. So okay. I said, let me, I'll, I'll absolutely try it out. And there were moments that I felt it was really restrictive, but I followed it. I never was hungry because I, I certainly was eating a lot and I lost some weight, but she was really specific about me taking photos shirtless beforehand. And it was really for the benefit of seeing what happens in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it really is a difference. Like I, I, you can definitely tell around certain parts of my body, like, oh, look at that. Like the, you know, the back fat is shrinking. And like, <laughs> you know, you can see like some lines of my abdominal area that I, that I was bloated out more, you know, when I started. Right. And seeing all that is really encouraging. And I know that if I put it on Instagram, people would mostly respond positively, mm-hmm. but it's hard to do it. It's really hard to just show it because I'm still not really happy where I am. I'm not at the end of my goal, which I guess there's really no end, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, it's hard to share that, but I'm going to eventually. I just have to work up the courage. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. Even um, I took some new before photos cause you know, I've, slipped a little bit like I lost a lot of the progress I had gained like muscle definition wise like in the gym and I was you know Instagram gives you those great archives on this day one year ago and like one of them popped up and I was like oh I'm such a <laughs> jerk I'm like I worked so hard to get there and now yeah I'm like, what, what, where have you fallen off though was it, it, it or fall, fallen forward let's say it. let's keep that going it where, was- where- with your workouts or it was with my workouts it was with my workouts and my nutrition this year I had so much change going on um I was I was kind of doggy paddling to keep my head above water um sanity wise at one point and it was just like time management was off like just everything was off and I was like I just need to make it through the day and now like I had these little peaks and valleys where it was like, oh, okay, I got this. And I would get back into the workout groove. And then like the universe would be like, ha ha, you think you got this here, deal with this now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I finally, um, just last month, October, I gained control of things again. So solid, you know, getting my workouts in weekly, definitely eating better. So there's like that light at the end of the tunnel as I fail forward. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy that the body does remember quite quickly what it is that it is supposed to do. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, progress is, it's, it's coming quicker. Like I'm starting to see some of the definition come back again um, by getting the diet under control. You know, the bloating goes away right away. And then you're like, oh, okay, this isn't so bad. It's <laughs> when- amazing how much diet plays into everything. Yeah, it's like, oh, when I don't gorge myself on cinnamon toast crunch and donuts, it's amazing how I don't feel like crap and my jeans actually button properly. Go figure. <laughs> it, it really is. It's, you know, and, and it's funny because I always used to think that, well, look, I've been working really hard. This one bad meal won't, won't, won't mess me up. But I, then I laugh at myself thinking that I thought that way because if I had some self-control, 
I never would have been in that state to begin with. So what am I talking about? One meal won't derail me. Of course it will. For me, it does. Because right. one meal becomes a bunch of meals. Right. You know, and- one, one bad snack, one donut becomes somehow, I'll look at the end of the week and be like, wait, did I just have six donuts this week? How did that happen? Right. But it was, it's, but it was only one, it was only supposed to be one. And then you're like, Oh, well, I had that one and I didn't feel awful. So we'll just have it again today. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think working out is like with your diet, you have to be consistent, right? Like to, in order, in order to get the results that you want, you need to be consistent with your eating uh, a certain way. Do you feel it's the same way with, with working out in the gym? Like, is it better, easier, more beneficial to say, I'm going to consistently go five days a week? Or, you know, some people like to just go, well, I'm just going to go twice this week. I don't really feel like going. I'm a little tired. When I did the, the, the second one, when I was like, Oh, I'm just going to do this. Oh, I'm just going to do that. And I kind of laid, I wasn't pushing down on the gas as hard. Um, I stalled and backslid. When I regained focus and went to the gym and I was like, nope, this is non-negotiable on my calendar. Just like I get up and go to work um, every day, I am going to go to the gym. And I pushed myself like I did everything the way you're supposed to. Like each session I went, it was till failure. Um, That is when I saw the most progress and the quickest progress I had ever seen. So it was consistent diet teamed up with being mindful of, am I going, am I pushing myself as far as I can in the gym? Um, And that's when I gained the most strength. Um, I had the most energy and I just felt my best in the 10, after, you know, 10 years of doing this, that was, that was my peak so far. I think I think nutrition plays a role in that part because sometimes it's hard to get up to that point mm-hmm. and push yourself to that point. I, I I still listen. I've always I've never complained about the gym. I actually like the gym. The only time it's hard to go to the gym when it's like a beautiful summer day and I'm like, oh, I want to be outside. But realistically, I don't mind doing a workout. I do have a problem when I have those days where I just feel like I'm dragging. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I know that I get a better workout if I really push it, but I find it hard to get there. But a lot of times it's my nutrition. Yeah. It, the nu- nutrition plays such a huge role. And it was, it's weird how they kind of, they, they totally go hand in hand. Cause as you start seeing that progression in the gym, you're like this, this is because I was eating good. Like I have all this energy and then it makes you just want to eat better. And then it makes you want to push harder in the gym. And it's like, the little engine that could, it's like, I think I can, I think I can, I think I yeah. can. And then you're like, hell yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> it's one of, it's one of the benefits to, to, if you can like, even if you just log your food for the sake of seeing what you're eating. Yeah. Not, not for any other reason. And it, and you can see that correlation where you're like, wow, I had a really, a series of great workouts where I felt all this energy. And then you can look at what you were eating to see if there's a correlation there. Well, you know, it's funny too, the, the more you log your food, the more accountable you are. I don't, it, I don't know anyone who says, okay, I'm going to log my food and then still goes and grabs, you know, fast food that they know they shouldn't have or candy that they know they shouldn't have because they don't want to have to put that in their log. <laughs> I was just going to say, that'd be a hard thing to write. You're like, okay, so I started my day with a bowl of oatmeal that was great. And I had myself some 
uh, a, a yogurt with some uh, chia seeds. That was very healthy. Uh, McDonald's. And, you know, like, <laughs> it's like very hard to write that because you just realize like, oh, gosh, what did I do to myself? Yeah. Like not only did I get McDonald's, but I got the large fry. And <laughs> Right. Did I really did I really get a shake? What was I thinking? <laughs> what business did I have? Yeah, it's hard. I, I totally it, there's no fast and easy solution to any of this. I do tell people that they just have to feel like pro- they have to look at progress mm-hmm. as just one step in the right direction every day. And you just try and you, you're not always going to get to where you want to go. I want to go to the gym today for an hour and I want to push it. You might only get a half hour through it before you feel like you're done and maybe you're done. And that a half hour that you wouldn't have done otherwise. So good for you. Exactly. Keep going straight, you know, going forward, going forward. Like you say, you're not failing, right? You're you're just, you're moving in that right direction. I think that's, something that we all can benefit from, but we have to find our thing. You know, not everybody wants to go to the gym and do like a full workout. Some people it's running. Some people it's, it's, you know, walking for two hours if they have that time, whatever it is, but moving, moving, moving. It's so important. Yeah, exactly. And you know, sometimes that small step forward isn't even an actual step such as taking a walk or going to the gym. Sometimes it's just recognizing that, Nighttime eating is my biggest downfall and I need to do something about that. Like just saying that out loud and realizing this is where my biggest problem is and then taking that step to change it and do something about it can yield like huge results for someone. I've heard so many stories uh, from other people that I've either spoken with or when, you know, you get to, you get into, I don't know if you get caught up like I do watching Uh, YouTube videos or listening to other people's (laughs) podcasts. But I hear these amazing stories where some people really, they've benefited from the littlest changes Mm -hmm. or the things that I would view as little, but it's not little to them. And it's like you said, it's, you know, I I had a guest on uh, not long ago. His name was Chris Phillips. And Chris just went about things like, I drink four sodas a day, four cans of Coke every day. He's like, if I just maybe put water in there twice what would that do for me and Mm -hmm. and that little change made a huge difference because he still loved soda but he he knew he was gonna have it but he also knew that he was just gonna make a little sacrifice and just you know he's like hey water's not bad for me right like let me just do this and that little change and he started losing some weight and, and that became so encouraging to him yeah you know he used to eat a pint of ice cream all the time. He's like, I buy a pint and I just eat that pint watching Monday Night Football. And he's like, and I just thought, can I maybe just eat a few scoops out of that pint and and look good for him? He was able to do that. Personally, if that pint is in the freezer, it's calling my name. So I, (laughs) I just can't buy the pint. But to his credit, he started just cutting those portions in half. Like, that's not good for me. I'm not gonna take it away. I'm just gonna cut out some of that. And then you the next, you know, once you lost 10 pounds, it's okay, well, I need to do something else. And sometimes it's, I don't want to call it simple because you are making sacrifices and it is a process that you have to, you have to go through, but it, it can be so uh, beneficial and, and the, the effects of it over time. I mean, you, I'm, I'm speaking about this, but you've gone through it and you've seen the results of that. Yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer that 
taking those baby steps and having it take longer to achieve the goal just builds a solid foundation for you to keep those results. It's easy to like run full on in into a new, you know, eat nutrition and workout plan and just cut out everything that you hated, everything that you loved that was, you know, bad for you um, and be like, that's it. I'm going to do this. And you could have the best results ever, but I guarantee you as soon as you allow yourself that one, Oh, I'm just going to have this. Cause I've been so good for so long. You're done. To your point. I got myself down to 170 pounds when I was eating so much grilled chicken and vegetables. <laughs> it was grilled chicken and you, vegetables all the time. You were on the bro diet. On the bro diet. And I was, it was just grilled chicken, vegetables, grilled chicken, vegetables. Maybe I would change it up and do a roast chicken once in a while. <laughs> Ooh. And, <I> know. <laughs> and, you know, egg whites and eggs and egg whites, just mixing it all up so I could have these big portions of these low calorie, high protein meals. And I was doing that all the time, protein shakes, the whole thing. And I look as good as I've ever had as an adult male, like just much more lean. I, 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 I could see a lot of muscle definition. I was really coming into my own physically. I was feeling really good about it. But yeah, it's like I just had a piece of apple pie and my brain exploded because it was so good. And now it's like, what is happening? Oh, I didn't gain any weight from that apple pie. Let me have a little bit of slice of pizza. Let me have this. And it just went off the rails. Yeah. And it was so I didn't, you know, I was happy with the results and I got addicted to that at the time, but I didn't really teach myself anything. No, and that, uh, that addiction know? to the, the, you know, the dopamine release that you get from a workout and seeing the results is nothing compared to that dopamine hit from having sugar and processed white carbs. Yeah, it's, it's, it hits, <laughs> it, it literally, it sounds like I'm joking when I say it, but you've gone through it too. Anyone that's gone through this knows, like it literally tingles your brain. Mm -hmm. It feels like it, I, it, it I'm actually, I'm starting to get chills thinking about it. It's so good. It's so good. And, and, and it's, and it's, it's that's someone like myself. I just go off the rails. Cause I really do think I'm a food addict. I, I kind of, one of the things that I found through this journey is I had to look internally and it mm -hmm. wasn't the scale and it wasn't, you know, the size of my waistline. It was about what is going on that I continue to do this to myself. Because ultimately when you, lose and gain so much weight you're hurting yourself mm -hmm. and it's a hard thing to face but you have to ask yourself why am i hurting myself and, right. and and sometimes it's you know for some people it could be a really deep dark thing that happened and, and that would be you know it's awful but you still have to face that and for some of us it's a simple thing it's 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 not that deep and dark it's for me it was you know hey through my life whenever i felt lonely or whenever i felt extremely bored when I felt stressed with, you know, whether it be relationships or friends, I always looked at food as, as, as my out. Yeah. I ben and Jerry's always got your back. Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> you know, they never, they never fail. And that always made me feel some comfort and, and that becomes part of my mental process then it's, Hey, this is like, today was, I'm having one of those Mondays. Like I'm just having a Monday where when I woke up, I was like, holy shit, I got a lot. I, I can curse on this show, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. It's like, fuck, I got a lot of shit to do on this show. <laughs> uh, on, on, on this day, I'm sorry. On, on, in this day, I have 
my own podcast to do. I have my job to work on. Um, I have to do an, you know, an interview with Nikki, which, I'm, by the way, I was excited for this because this I knew would be like a stress break for me because I, <laughs> I really love to talk and I love to do podcasts. But I'm like, I have to do that. I have to work on my podcast. It's going to air on Wednesday. I have, and I started just run, like before I got out of bed, the laundry list of things that I felt like I needed to do before day's end already started me on the wrong foot because I was taking it like a mountain instead of a step. Right. And those days I, I want to at least snack on something bad for me. It just is a thought. That was me all day today. I came home today and all I wanted was either waffles or French toast. And I'm like, those are the two worst things that I could possibly ingest right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because those are triggers for me. Those will kick <laughs> off my my sugar addiction. And it won't be just that one waffle or that one thing serving of French toast. It'll be a full on binge mm-hmm. for me because like you said, there's that brain emotion connection to, to these foods. Absolutely. I, there's a, I, every day when I come into to the office, I walk right by a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and I have to sometimes, it, it's going to sound ridiculous, but I will run past it <laughs> I, and because I'm thinking about it. Like today, I, I just thought, oh my gosh, they have pumpkin donuts. I love pumpkin donuts. I love chocolate donuts. I would just get two donuts right now. I'm like, what am I doing? And I just run because the thoughts come so hard, so fast. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't believe that this is where, and this is why I don't know, thankfully, what it's like to have a drug addiction, addiction, but I assume that there's some similarity here where you just start thinking about this, that you want this hit so badly. Well, they say sugar is more addictive than cocaine. I mean, I've never gone out and tried cocaine, but mm-hmm. I have done my fair share of sugar. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've done, I've, I've done plenty of sugar in my life. I, 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 I guess so. And, you know, if that's true, then you know, it, I, I get why people get addicted to drugs then, I guess, because I get the sugar addiction and yeah. it's a thing where you're thinking about it. I was having a conversation with Alyssa earlier today. We were, <laughs> we were just talking about food and like addiction. We actually had this conversation and I was laughing about how I can't even have a bag of Doritos in the house. I can have a bag of chips, but my favorite type of snack chip is, is Doritos, like okay. regular plain Doritos. And the red if, bag. Yes. Okay. And if that bag was in a cupboard, closed, and I thought, I just ate, I'm good, I'm full, no need to eat those, and I'm sitting there doing anything else, it is literally calling me. And it, I mean, when I say literally, obviously the bag is not yelling at me. But in my mind, it's like, just a few Doritos, man. Just a few. Like, just like, like, Dan, come on. Let's yeah. Hang out. Yeah, we need to catch up. Old yeah. time sake, it's on. so tasty. You remember how it tastes? Do you remember how Doritos taste? It's been a while. Maybe you forgot. Don't you want to remember? And it's doing this constantly. So I like some people have portion control with that stuff, and that's great. I just know I can't. I can't have it there. It's it, and it's not something that I even want to learn to to have there because I don't need that. I don't need it in my life. Right? There's nothing nutritionally valuable about right. a bag of Doritos now. If it's out there somewhere, I go to a party, that's a little bit easier for me to control because I'm not going to gorge myself in front of a million people, but, <laughs> but I'm not going to own it in my own home. And it's the same thing for me, at least now with ice cream. Like I can't just have a pint in the freezer because I can control myself to have a scoop 
if I could, then I would do it. But I, I, I don't, I know that right now that's not, that's not where I'm at. So you have to also, I think, know what your, you, besides knowing what your triggers are that set you off on maybe an eating binge, mm-hmm. you also have to know the things that are going to possibly derail your diet and, and keep it away from you. I, I, at least I feel that way. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Um, I'm the same way, but with cinnamon toast crunch. Um, right. That's my thing. There is a box of it. There's actually two boxes of it in my cabinet because of my son. Um, okay. And every now and then I'll, I'll be in the kitchen and I know which cabinet it's in. And I'm like, nope, I'm not even opening the door. I'm like, if I don't see it, it'll it'll eventually go away. <laughs> right. Well, that's, but you're still, you're a step ahead of me then, because just knowing that it's in there would, would get me. I actually, I, you're the sec, you're the second mom I've spoken to on my podcast. And I didn't even get to ask you that, but this is interesting that a lot of moms specifically seem to go through this where they're feeding their children things that they don't eat themselves. Mm -hmm. And when you're going through a weight loss journey and you're keeping yourself away from those foods, that's gotta be an extra element of this sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I made I my son was making mac and cheese earlier today. He's on like this Annie's mac and cheese kick. Uh-huh. And it just smelled amazing. I was like, I'm not even a big fan of the box mac and cheese. Like I have to be having a really bad day to just want to like hate myself into a bowl of mac and cheese. Um <laughs> Yeah. But it just it smelled so good and I was like it's cuz I'm tired. It's cuz I'm stressed out from work and I'm tired and my emotions are like that's creamy goodness right there. <laughs> well, that, that just, that goes to your, that speaks to your experience with this now, because yeah. you've been, you've been on, you, you've mentioned it's like over 10 years now. Yeah. It's 10. Yeah. It was 10 years in May. Yeah. So, so you have gone through this enough that you've trained yourself to recognize it smells good. And I think I want it, but I know why I think that, which is something that I aspire to. So, so, you know, right now today, you were my you were my inspiration. <laughs> I in in full disclosure, two weeks ago, um, I did go on quite the sugar bender. <laughs> mm-hmm. I oh. was crazy stressed out at work, and I came home and I had like pizza, and then I followed it up with like a bag of sour watermelon candies, mm-hmm. um, and I, I had something else with it too. And I went to bed shortly after. I woke up the next morning. I legit felt hungover, like my head hurt. I like I was sensitive to light. I just hated myself. And I was like, I believe it. This is food. I'm like, this is what happens when I don't eat the right foods. And it's like I almost needed that that little bender to happen for me to be like, no, what the fact that I'm getting back to everything is exactly what I need, like for my sanity, in order to make it through these super stressful days at work, like, I need to be eating and fueling my body properly. Right. And I think that's part of this whole thing. Like, it's, it, it's gonna happen, even, you know, someone as experienced with this as yourself, you're gonna have those days. And it's sometimes a reminder that you need. I, I certainly have gone through that was a couple of weeks ago. And we, we when there's a lot of bakeries around us, mm-hmm. you know, and we just started thinking like, you know what, let's just go get a few things. And, you know, we end up getting way more than we needed. <laughs> and we start eating a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And then it's like the next day we're like, how did we eat all that? And also, like, to your point, doesn't feel very good. It, it tastes great. But the next day is always like, I'm really tired. Why am I so tired? Or why am I not moving as much? Or why am I just like, and why am I hungrier at this time than I normally would be? 
right. know, because when you eat on the schedule, you tend to then your body learns to get hungry at certain times and because it's used to being fed at certain times, which is one of the reasons why some people that do like one meal a day, I've done that before, mm-hmm. can do it because they've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, I'm not hungry through the day because I've trained myself to not be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once you throw that all off, especially with things like sugar, you start getting hungry for no reason. You're like, I, I, I don't think I'm ever hungry at this time. And here I am like starving. Yeah. And it's and, like, oh, why is, why is my skin suddenly breaking out? Cause uh, I ate like crap. <laughs> that's a big one. That's a big one. The, 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 you know what it does for me? Um, I don't believe I have any kind of gluten allergy, but if I eat pasta, mm-hmm. I tend to get, especially if I eat enough pasta, the next day around my face, it almost looks like I'm starting to get rosacea. And yeah, that's do you get the, the little tiny white bumps too? Uh, I get that sometimes from the sugar. Okay. Uh, but certainly from when I have the, uh, it seems like it's a pasta thing for me. I'll see like around my cheeks, just really, really red and itchy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's things that your body's telling you <laughs> and it's important to listen to those things. Like, and that's one of the, again, tracking food helps because if you're not used to having an outbreak of something on your skin and suddenly you eat something and you track what you eat and then the next day or the day after you're like, why am I getting all this redness or why am I breaking out or why do I have like pimples on my face and you're not used to it? It could be your diet and it's worth at least looking to see what did I do different. Yeah. It's, um, it's so funny that you bring that up too. I have a friend who has a gluten sensitivity. Um, she gets super like, not like, um, um, celiac sick or anything, but like she, she'll break out in rashes and she'll feel super lethargic and she'll have stomach issues and everything when she has it. But when she went overseas to Europe and she was like, I don't care. Like I'm having the baked goods like here and stuff like that. She was fine. She had no issues at all. I'm like, it's, it comes down to the ingredients that are actually in the foods. Like our, our food system here is so different than like what Europe allows. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's night and day. And it's like, that's a huge factor in a lot of things too. Like, I mean, if you probably like took the time to make your own pasta with like good ingredients you probably wouldn't break out the way you do but yeah when you buy 69 cent boxes of pasta of course <laughs> yeah you know it like it, like this is very anecdotal but i'm sure you you've met people or known people worked with people who have gone to italy mm-hmm. and they'll tell you like i had so much pasta and i didn't really gain a lot of weight yeah. or like i felt fine i ate like all these like different things that i normally wouldn't or i drank more wine than i normally do and i didn't feel really drunk and i didn't get hung over i've heard these stories like, plenty of times i know a lot of people who've gone to greece and italy and it can't be just anecdotal at this point i'm like i think there's something to it there's got to be something about the food right oh and, absolutely i mean you're not going to italy and getting like you know pasta out of a box <laughs> To your point. And I think that that definitely plays into it with, with nutrition, how our body reacts to it. And a big part of this is with some of this food, and it, 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 this is like so much of a deeper conversation, but looking at how our food is, is, is processed mm-hmm. plays so much into why we're still hungry sometimes, even though we just ate enough. It's, it's, yeah, they're big portions. They're just, there's no nutritional value in most of it. So our bodies hungry for nutrients 
that's why when you like you look at people who like do whole 30 or paleo and they're taking it back to more of those primal stages where it it's whole ingredients they're not eating as much because their body's actually getting the nutrients that it's looking for right when we eat these giant plates of pasta and you know bread and um you know lunch meats and all of this there there's not much to them yeah no it's there's you know there's something to also just if you have that opportunity making your own food to the best of your ability and something i push back on with people i i've had people tell me it's i don't have time that's a big one it's a big one for people and i and i understand not having a lot of time uh but you can always find a way there there's either finding a way to prep your food ahead of time which Mm -hmm. takes takes a lot of planning uh, I'll give you, can I give you an example of something I did today that was very quick? Of course. I, like I told you, I woke up today. I had a lot of things to do. And one of the things that I want, had to do, because I, I make it a priority, is I'm like, I'm going to the gym. And I have this much time to go. I had an hour and a half to do my full workout. And, and I gave myself that time. But rolled into that was when I got back from the gym, I probably had like 30 minutes to put my food together. And I had nothing cooked ahead of time. So... Granted, I have some tools that help this, but one thing that is a big help is an air fryer. Um, I highly suggest this for people because you can take things like vegetables. Uh, I had Brussels sprouts. I cut them up and I threw them in the air fryer, drizzled a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper, put it in there at like a 400 degree temperature for 20 minutes and it came out nice and crispy. Nice. And I was able to just take some chicken breast throw it in a pan, again, drizzle a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper and uh, rosemary. And I just threw it in there and, and chicken breast, when, when it's, I pounded it so it'd be thin, it took me maybe like 15 minutes to cook that. My Brussels sprouts were already cooked and I had a, uh, uh, a baked potato, a baked sweet potato that I just threw in the microwave okay. and, and I'm done. And, and honestly, I didn't calculate all the macros there, but I know from the amount of chicken I had, like just from learning to track my stuff, this was enough food for me for my dinner today. Cause mm-hmm. I have to bring, I bring my dinner to work. So I had this all cooked up in about 25 minutes, all done. Mm-hmm. And there's just ways. Like I, I use it as an example. And I, and I just, I want anyone listening to understand, like you can always find a way to throw together a healthy meal that you prepare. That isn't going to be like someone else put some stuff in there that you don't know what ingredients are in there. And it helps. It helps to have control on what you're putting in your body. Without a doubt. Um, I was always a big, you know, Sunday meal prep person. I would make like a big pot of like turkey chili this time of year, you know, and I would be able to make it exactly the way I like it, (laughs) which is great. And then I would just, you know, divvy it up into my containers and put it in the fridge while that was cooking, I would throw a big sheet pan of vegetables in the oven and roast them up. And then, you know, I would throw some chicken in as well. And then I had different things that I could mix and match and just make meals throughout the week. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not as daunting as it seems. Sometimes it can be. And, you know, your way I actually prefer. If I can find the time to prep my meals ahead of time, like for the week, then I don't have to think about this stuff. But if you're a person that's like, no, no, I like to change it up, then that's fine. But you don't think as you don't necessarily need as much time as you may think in the back of your mind to put this stuff together. And it's a big, big help. And, and I do this and have to put it in like glass Tupperware and take it to work with me. 
because I work in the evenings. So I go to the office with this stuff in a Tupperware. So like I'm transporting it. That's like an extra element of an inconvenience. It's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> You're being very dramatic right now. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it's really not that big of a deal. It, it, it's, it, and I don't, you know, I just, I understand a lot of things. A lot of people will, you know, going to the gym, pain the butt. I don't really want to do that. I want to be outside. Great. Do it. Like move. We already discussed all that. Uh, diet changes. It doesn't have to be a dramatic shift. Sometimes it's just little things. And I get that. But there is a point where you have to like ask yourself, am I, am I having a hard time and I'm just trying to make small changes or am I making excuses? And you have to sort of face yourself in the mirror and, and really answer those questions. No one else is going to answer it for you. No one else is going to push you. I don't, I don't, I'm not perfect. I go, I told you, I go through this every single day, mm -hmm. but I have to look at myself and say like, you know, are you, are you making excuses here? Or are you really having a problem? Like, what is it? Like, let's yeah. go. Let's you have go. to you have to own your own shit. A hundred percent. And and no one said it's easy. And and you know what? I, I hope that people feel like they can like speak to you. They can certainly speak to me. And there's a whole community out there of people that are supportive about these things. Yeah, without a doubt. Um I I so happy that the two of us found each other. I really am. Like, I can't wait to talk with you more. <laughs> yeah, likewise. I, I, I like, you know, you were very funny. I'm listening to you on Gary's show and I'm like, oh, this girl's funny. And, oh, Gary. and, and that, that, you know, it's, it's a fun personality. And, and when we're doing these podcasts, like you, it's, it's, you want that to come across because it's the things that like connect with people. And that's what connected with me. And I'm happy that you were able to come on my podcast and I'm so happy to be on yours. And I hope this is something that we do plenty of times in the future. You know, we're, we have, like I said, we have a good community of people. Yeah, we do. And then you and I have the whole New York, Brooklyn thing and whatnot in common. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know all about my, my temptations of Brooklyn with all their delicious foods. Yes. Uh, <laughs> pizza. One day we'll just binge together on some pizza and we'll podcast about it. <laughs> we, 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 with pizza in our mouths while we podcast, that'd be fantastic for all the listeners. Right? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll call it like the anti-weight loss podcast just for one day. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. <laughs> there we go. That's awesome. So one thing I always like to ask people um, that are on this segment with me is if you could give people one piece of advice, someone's listening to this, they haven't started their journey yet, they, they want to get started, one piece of advice to get them started on that weight loss journey, what would it be? Oh, this is a good one. Um, I would say get up and start moving. Um, it, that, that it's not, it's kind of a long-winded way of saying it, but if the, the one piece of advice would have to be to get up, move, whether it, depending on what your weight is, whatever you can do, if it means getting out of your bed and walking to the front door and back, if it means walking outside and getting to the, the street corner and back, get doing something out of your comfort zone, even if it's just slightly to get you moving in that right direction, to get your mind thinking that I can do things I wasn't willing to do yesterday. Because when you do that, when you push yourself just that extra inch, that extra inches become feet, feet become yards, yards become miles. And before you know it, you look back and go, I've come so far. It's, it's everything we've talked about. It's a change in the diet slightly. It's a change in our movement slightly. And those little incremental movements every single day moving forward 
gets us a lot further from where we were. And ultimately, you get to where you want to be. Love it. Absolutely love it. That was great, great advice. I'm happy to share it. I hope uh, actually I'm just going to listen to that and take it myself because like I said, it's a struggle every day and it's something I have to remind myself and podcasts like yours certainly help me to do that. Well, thank you. And yours, yours too. I mean, you have some ridiculously inspirational people over on your show. So before we wrap things up here, why don't you let everybody know where they can check your podcast out and where they can find you on the internet? Oh, absolutely. My best way of reaching me would be on Instagram. The Instagram is called Big Fat Life Podcast. And no surprise, my podcast is called The Big Fat Life. Um, And you can find that podcast pretty much anywhere you have podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any app. I've I've gone through links at this point to make sure that it's available (laughs) on any app that you listen to podcasts. So Definitely that way. And you can, you know, send me a DM on Instagram and I am very responsive. So, yes, that you are. You definitely are responsive, which is awesome because it it makes it less daunting or like nerve wracking. If someone does want to ask you a question, like they know that you're going to answer. So that's awesome. Dan, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so excited to have Who Inspires Me Wednesday back in full effect and you as my first guest to kick off November. So thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great night, Dan. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Want to hear more of Dan and I chatting? Head on over to the Big Fat Life podcast where Dan has just uploaded the interview that he did with me. Um, You'll get some more about my story and Dan and I talk about some awesome just weight loss stuff that we have been through and I'm sure you can all relate to as well. So head on over to the Big Fat Life podcast, check it out and make sure that you follow my friend Dan. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks.